Hello, denizens of Burning Tarolandia. It's T, the friendly local tarot reader. And we have a very special card this week. I don't know if you can hear, but we have in the background a lot of buzzing bees. I am in the lush Willamette Valley where I grew up, on the same land where I grew up, where I am visiting my family and listening to and watching the bees go for it in the rosemary bushes. They've got lots of bluey, violety flowers to pollinate. Many birds are about. You might be able to hear some of them too. And of course, this being country life, you'll hear some machines in the far distance doing machine stuff. But I actually pulled our card on my way here. My son and I stopped at a very special place. I have brought you Burning Tarot from that very special place before. I think it was 2020. I know it was. It was July, uh, July of 2020. And this is a special campground next to uh, an old growth grove of ancient Douglas fir, ponderosa, hemlock, yew, and many other amazing trees with a special nature trail and a wonderful creek. It's actually sort of a little tributary or an arm of the Mackenzie River. And I'll put up a link to that episode because we talked a lot about the water element and I spent days usually at this campground every summer my whole extended family comes together and I spend most of the time with the extended family goofing around having fun and in 2020 my child was old enough that I felt comfortable leaving him in another campsite with various assorted fun lunatics of my family <laughs> and I just wanted to be in the forest and I wanted to be with the creek and so that's what I did I mostly stayed down there a lot of the time and I meditated I had a baptism a very intense one I put together a water meditation for all of us at Burning Tarot and when I got home I posted it it was an amazing immersion in the creek and the trees and all the nature of this beautiful place on the western slopes of the Cascade Mountains here in Oregon. I just felt completely immersed in it. Speaking of noises, there's my parents' dog. He's loud. Sorry about that. And so there, there we had it. We had this wonderful immersion in this little piece of tributary of the Mackenzie River. So a couple months later, the Holiday Farm fire broke out and several other big fires in our area broke out and enormous portions of the Western Cascades, east of the Willamette Valley, east of Eugene, east of Salem, were burned. Burned, 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 burned. And not far over the mountains from that, where I live and where we normally do burning tarot nature walks, 
We were stuck inside because the smoke levels reached over 600 parts per million. And if you live somewhere fiery and you are very polluted and you follow your air quality, you know that that's insanely high. <laughs> it's way past the um, point of the meter where it says extremely dangerous, you know, hide inside all the time. <laughs> and that fire ended up burning this special place with its old growth grove and its nature trail and its campground that my family frequented for years and years. And also we had a few rounds of the drowning rat ritual. Um, some of you are, are drowning rat people. So this was the um, campground that we went to on Highway 126 on the Mackenzie River a few times for that. So lots of history here. Beautiful place. Little um, rough around the edges, no fancy flush toilet types of bathrooms. So it didn't cost very much. And it wasn't outrageously super popular and always full, you know. It's a great place to go. And I've been wanting to see it ever since that fire. I had a, a mourning period about it. And I was sent some pictures of the damage, which was extreme, shortly afterwards. But this time, I got to go. My son and I got to go. And here we are, so it's 2022. This is a year and a half after that fire. We had to park, they have it all blocked off, so we had to park and then walk about a mile to get in to the campground and then really start, start witnessing. And it was fascinating. I have grown to love the burned forests where I live in eastern, eastern Oregon, on the eastern, I live in central Oregon, but on the eastern slopes of those Cascade Mountains. And so I'm not unfamiliar, you know, with just walking and walking and walking through the national forest, through soil that has turned to this strange, ashy, silky stuff. The beauty of the burned trees is extraordinary. And the rapidity with which life emerges after the fires is extraordinary. And some of these are like super hot fires. It's terrible. The forest will never come back. It does. It starts, it starts growing like immediately. And a lot of the um, wildflowers and some of the seeds from certain trees, they rely on fire. So fire suppression, the sort of white European American activity of building stick-built houses, wooden houses, in, among the trees and therefore you can't just like burn burn through the forest every year or two which is how the Native Americans did it where I'm standing right now the Kalapuya Indians would um, undertake that ritual to help the camas grow which was a big food source and the camas is blooming right now the blue camas so here we were in this very special place. And it was sobering to see all those 
incredibly burned trees. Some of the really big, beautiful old growth that I had hoped had survived. That, um, that I even wanted to try to convince the Forest Service not to chop down if it had just burned on the outside. These had fallen, not under duress from chainsaws, but after the fire, they were dead. At one point, we came across what was the host's campsite, and we were doing an archaeological sort of photography expedition with rusted tools. You could see the skeletons of what used to be the chairs. Um the old toolbox, even the little golf cart that the camp host rides around in to take care of everything. And it's just the rusted shell after the fire. The things that we leave, the, what would you do if it was last minute emergency and somebody told you to leave all your stuff and go? Well, you wouldn't bring the golf cart, okay? And this guy didn't have a chance to even grab his tools or her tools. So, wow, powerful, difficult, but also fascinating. And at one certain point, I wanted to, I wanted to go to the area where we usually stay for Drowning Rat, for our family's special annual camp out, for past tarot readings, and the part by the creek where I'd been baptized and done the burning tarot and given a reading to my wonderful auntie, who is someone who, um, like many of you, works in a helping profession. She has helped disadvantaged kids. She has helped prisoners uh, and and not professionally, but just as a kind person, she has helped family members make the transition. She has helped them die and be there for them. She's doing that for a family member of ours right now. And I thought of how I gave her a tarot reading by that creek next to my baptism and how I felt so helpless in the face of all that she's doing to help other people. And I thought, well, maybe my role is just to help her by giving her this tarot reading, by being there. I thought about all that as we inched our way toward, you know, what maybe we were heading towards the old sites. We got to the bridge that would lead over over to the old growth grove, but of course the bridge was burned and there was iron there instead. The iron, or the steel, remained. The wood was burned off. And then at some point, my son and I were noticing some grass on the grass, glass on the ground. And we realized that there had been a car there, and then I kind of turned around, and I was trying to, there are all these trees down, huge trees, old trees. I'm trying to clamber over them to get to somewhere. And then I saw an outhouse. The new outhouses are made from like cement and stuff so they don't burn down so there's a perfectly unburned happy looking totally normal looking outhouse and I realized from this angle that's our outhouse that we would use when we were camping here and I must be standing 
where I would park my R-Pod trailer when we used the trailer. And it was just inconceivable that this that this crazy mess of giant fallen burned trees, which, okay, it might not have been very safe for us to be there. I'll just throw that in there. You know, that that was our, our spot. It was powerful. I did find the creek. It was still beautiful. I fought my way down there. It was still beautiful. The baptism still held, regardless of the devastation to the area. And weirdly enough, the picnic table was perfectly fine. Wooden picnic table. It's actually a pretty funky one. They don't paint it. It reeks of mold. I have a mold allergy. When I put my uh, tablecloth on it, the tablecloth got ruined. (laughs) I'm like, wow, the whole forest burns down. (laughs) And here's the moldy picnic table doing just fine on the outhouse. Go figure. And it was at that place in that moment that I drew a card for our Burning Tarot reading. And I asked the cards using the Golden Tarot deck by Cat Black. Um, I was like, wow, this is heavy stuff. But it also feels light. I'm watching plants grow up through these crazy trees. I'm watching the same river flow, the same creek. What up with all that, Tarot? And, um, and I exulted in the glory of springtime and the solemnity and amazingness of destruction. Even though I knew that some, some thing, some place, some experience incredibly important to me over many, many years was now irrevocably changed. I felt the grandeur of change and I asked the tarot, what up with that, right? And because the tarot is the tarot, it's so wonderful, it gave us a card called death. That's right, card number 13, Major Arcana, death. In this depiction of death, we have a dead woman, white-skinned, holding a lily, or maybe she's, maybe she's just dying, wearing white, white cowl around her head, and little blue-winged angels and blue-dressed angels are, I don't know what they're doing, petting her eyelids, pushing them down, touching her lips, her hair. And the angel of death hovers above as a skeleton, a winged skeleton. And the angels are very busy with this whole death process. The death card was perfect. You just, you have to love the tarot in moments like this because it just doesn't mess around. It just gives you exactly what you need. And exactly what we needed was to be aware is to be aware of the power of transformation. It has that grandeur in the burned place. There was grass growing. There were vines growing. The trees, especially the smaller trees that didn't burn, were growing. Some trees that had burned had 
toughed it out and they were growing too. The creek was flowing with all that water energy. That energy that's so hard to stop. The energy of emotion, of deep connection to our ancestry and our intuition, our creativity, all that kind of woo-woo stuff that's hard to pin down. It wasn't being pinned down. It was flowing and flowing and flowing. The plants were coming back and doing their thing. And the destruction of the fire is going to enable that, that landscape to make a transformation. It's fire that comes in and sweeps through. And sometimes when we think about transformational periods in our lives, there's a tendency to make it be all about kind of one moment, sometimes a very dramatic moment. Like, well, everything was one way, and then there was COVID, and then everything was different. Or looking back on our lives, we might say, well, you know, there was that phase for 20 years where I did this one thing until such and so passed away. Or I lost my job. And then everything was changed. And in a way, that's true. But I think maybe that's kind of the movie version of life. Because like that's how it happens in the movies when you've got to compress everything down and get it into you know, an hour and a half or two hours and kind of simplify the psychology of everything and make it make stuff seem really plot-driven, <laughs> you know? Here I was, and then the fire came, and then everything was different. But most of us are, are like a landscape. And even when some of our biggest trees burn... We take this long time to do the transformation. The fire itself might last for weeks. And then there might be some slow smolders. And then a bunch of wonderful new little plants might be popping up under the ground. Coming up to meet the light and the sunshine. And we ignore them because we're like, look at my favorite giant tree. It's hard to do all that stuff at once, to, to embrace the dead tree and mourn it and acknowledge it and love it and admire the new growth and recognize the eternal quality of the creek, the creek we have running through us, providing us with nourishment and water and emotion and of course, if that's not just a landscape, if that's our actual self, our actual life, it's pretty hard to juggle all of, <laughs> all of those wonderfully intertwined, um, perhaps competing or conflicting feelings about all this. And that's transformation. Transformation is that, that whole thing, that long process of forever turning into the next thing. You know, we can put some markers around it and say, well, that was a regular campground where I went a lot up until August of 2020. And 
and then it became a burned place you couldn't go and then it became a burned place that was restoring itself but the forest there that spot it's sitting with itself and it's ongoing transformation every day and if I actually lived there I'd be there experiencing all that every day too so I think the message from the tarot for our week I think it's I think it's asking us to look at the ways in which we are in the midst of transformation right now and every day and always. It doesn't always have to be dramatic or ritualized or have a date put on it. It doesn't have to be violent. It's kind of this long-term intermingly thing. And of course there are times when we feel it more strongly. We feel ourselves being broken down. Sometimes it is a fire of sorts, right? Or a little literal one, too. That could happen. If you live on the West Coast, a lot of you do. Um, but there, there are sort of fires in our lives. And we, we get through the fire itself, and then the transformational qualities might just be going on forever, the carbon, the ash from the fallen trees, from the burned material, you know, that really helps the soil. Growing up out here on this land where I am right now, we would take the ashes from the fires that we used to keep warm, and we would mix the ashes into our garden or our compost or, you know, spread them over manure and use them in growing plants. And that's all happening within us all the time. Can we appreciate it sometimes? Yeah. Do we need to grieve it sometimes? Oh, hell yeah, that too. Is there still a running stream of selfhood, of deep, unspeakable water tying us to something bigger? allowing us to be tributaries to larger emotional rivers, to larger spiritual oceans. Yes. It's all there. The the terrible tragedy, the new growth, the strange consistency of the ineffable. And so I thank the tarot for bringing us the death card so aptly this week. And I'm really grateful I got to have that experience of revisiting that place. And seeing, seeing the beauty in its transformation, in its destruction. And understanding that that's, that's the whole thing. <laughs> a lesson that for me is hard to learn over and over. I am a Taurus, after all, a fixed earth sign. And even in Chinese astrology, I'm also Earth. So, you know, people, people like me have trouble with this kind of constant change. And sometimes the starkness of something like a giant fire is really a wonderful way to experience the transformation. It's more than a metaphor. It shows us, it illustrates what we all are actually made of. We are made of fire 
and earth and water and air. They are with us every day, and you can't um, just sort of excise the fighter part. You can't say, well, I'm going to do all this without the um, intensity of initiation and drive to make stuff happen and feel and be in the earth and the impulse to move forward. Those are all fire element things. Fire can just, you know, burn stuff up, burn forests down. But it doesn't usually take everything out. If you go to these burn zones, these giant forest fires, you'll see it yourself. Some things burn, some things survive, new things pop up. What looks from driving by on the road like miles and miles of everything's burned. If you go up there on foot, you'll see, well, no, four out of every five trees is burned. That's not every tree. So for me, this has been an experience of embracing all the elements and the transformational nature of fire. And, uh, and also recognizing that there's a, a process in transformation for me at least, in handling death, in handling change, in handling the death card, which represents transformation and change. Where I have to go get up close to have my grief, to have my, it's not really closure, it's just experience. I was super duper duper upset about this fire. I did a lot of grieving with a couple of photographs and news reports about the whole fire. But to be able to visit it, this location in person, and touch the soil, touch the water, has felt incredibly healing. I didn't go there and go, oh, this is so depressing. I felt like I was there with a real experience. And maybe that's the lesson, the transformation It's going to transform whether or not you walk up and look at it and take it in your hand. But maybe you'll feel a little better about it (laughs) if you crouch down, breathe with it, sift the soil through your fingers, talk it through with someone you love. I think we're all transforming now. That doesn't necessarily mean we're you know, elevating ourselves to the next plane of super evolution or whatever internet podcast bullshit you want to say about it. You might be doing something that grand, but you might not. There might be some other part of this thing that's going on with our whole culture right now that's a larger transformation that none of us is capable of seeing yet. It doesn't just have to be positive and moving towards a predictable uh, image that we understand. Like, hey, I was, a, I was a caterpillar, now I'm a butterfly, everything's great. Well, maybe everything is great, but it might be that transformation itself is magic. And our ability to be with that magic, sit with that magic, join in that magic, whew, gives me shivers. It's good stuff. There you go. May you have a transformative, in a good way, (laughs) kind of a week. As some of you know, I really love it when you send me a little email and let me know briefly 
how the Burning Tarot podcast, our readings that we do here on our nature walks, how that's intersecting with your life or what response it evokes from you. You can send those to burningtarot at gmail.com and keep them pretty short, you know, two or three sentences. If I don't respond personally, I apologize in advance. I can't always respond to everybody, but I read every single one of those and they're wonderful. I really appreciate them. And they they show me amazing things about how interconnected we all are. If you'd like a reading from me, you can purchase one at tiffanyleebrown.com. And that's also where you can sign up for our mailing list. And it's basically just a little email that you get telling you that a new podcast has been posted. Um... And But occasionally, there'll be an email about something else, like say, you know, here's a special code to get a coupon for, uh, for a savings on a reading, um, or to point you to um, a poem I just had published, or, you know, stuff like that. So it's not a um, super marketing-focused um, big email newsletter that you're going to receive with thousands of paragraphs twice a week (laughs) it's every so often and it's pretty chill all right so I'm just gonna enjoy myself with these birds and I'm gonna go to the symphony and then I'm gonna drive back over those mountains I'm gonna drive past that burned place again I'm gonna head back to central Oregon am I a transformed being I think so